Well, it is that time of the week that we get to check in with our good friend, master chef and former Saskatchewan Rough Rider, Belton Johnson, who joins us on the line. Belton, thanks for being here. Absolutely. How's it going every day, Evan? It's going all right. Bracing for a big storm, though. The winter storm watch is on, which uh, is not looking great for the weekend. Uh, heavy amounts of snow, big wind. It's a good weekend to stay inside. It, it is a good weekend to stay inside. And you know what, Evan? I think I've been pretty lucky that well, probably most of Saskatchewan hadn't had to really use the snowblower yeah. much. <laughs> Good point. In fact, Greg Morgan was just giving me a rough time the other day, the host of the CJME Morning Show, saying he drove by my house and noticed I hadn't shoveled the driveway. And I said, well, there's more snow on the way. I mean, come on. I'm not going to be putting extra effort in just for the sake of it. Might as well wait till the snow is done, and then I'll do it all at once. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 2024 NFL scouting combine is underway started yesterday and uh yeah it's always a good time to see some of the new exciting talent that's uh, going to be coming into the league absolutely it is and you know just from what I've seen uh and things you know was the big thing was the 40 times uh, a few days ago there and everything and you know especially with NFL it's all about you know, seeing that uh, those physical abilities like that, the run and the jump or the broad jumping and everything. And you got, I think you had a guy who was it, Peyton Willis. He ran a what, 4 4, mm-hmm. uh, 40 yard dash. So, and he had a, the big lineman, uh, defensive guy for Ole Miss. I forget his name, but he ran like a, what, 4 7, 4 6 or something. Pretty impressive. Very impressive because that, to me, that equals dollar amounts and everything, right? Not since Belton Johnson have we seen numbers like that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you, I ran my forty. I think it was what four nine or five flat and four. Got that's three hundred twenty pounds back in those days. <laughs> that was pretty. That was like the flash, to be honest with you. You need that long and more just to slow down when you get moving that fast. <laughs> that's right, Evan. <laughs> So this time of the year, too, we see coaches, of course, uh, towards the end of the NFL season and even through the offseason, moving around, moving to different teams. Is there, you know, I'm thinking about my son is is a big Los Angeles Chargers fan. They've, of course, got a new coach, some exciting news. Is there a lot of work that, that they can do, in your opinion, in the offseason when it comes to building the team? Or is most of it done once the team's assembled and they're actually on the field practicing? Well, I, I think it's a lot the, the coaches can do. Uh, and, I, you know, Evan, I'll compare it to the riders right now. You know, uh, Coach Mason and everything. He hasn't, in my opinion, he's done a lot for us, saying the right things, uh, getting the fans to buy in that culture and everything, right? No different than Harbaugh going to the Chargers, uh, being the head coach. He talked about your son being a Chargers fan. Uh, Harbaugh, we know he, he was a, you know, uh, pretty good, decent quarterback in the pros and everything. We know he had uh, what, he won the national championship there, uh, Michigan this year. So for him to come there, that looks like a, a winning culture and everything coming. So he can say the right things. And him being a quarterback, he, you know, former quarterback and uh, the quarterback that's on the Chargers now, like to me, that bowls very well. And yeah, once the season gets going, training count, that's when he can really put his print on the team. 
talking with Belton Johnson this morning. Before we get to It's Eaton Time, the Riders, they're continuing to add to their roster as well. Linebacker Diego Fajot, the Chicago Bears wide receiver Daz Newsome, Arizona Cardinal wide receiver Keyshawn Johnson. So, you know, more and more we're seeing some fairly big names. And, the, you know, the, this is adding to the momentum and the excitement that we're feeling for the Riders. And it is, and I'm going to tell you, I, I'm starting to get excited and more excited each day. You know, anytime I hear of a signing, you, I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, if I don't know that person, I'm going on Google, looking him up, researching, you know, uh, seeing what he's done for those past teams and everything that you named there. And because you never know uh, what to come out in the wash here, right? Uh, we, we've seen it with, you know, a guy like Weston Dressler, right? Guy comes in, don't hardly know him, and by the end of training camp and everything, like, wow, this is a top guy, right? So <laughs> no different with these guys coming in. And, you know, once they're here, let's see what they can do if they can make a name for themselves. Well, Belton, I think it's time. It's eating time. Powered by the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. What have you got for us? It's going to be a cold weekend. A lot of people are going to be stuck in the house have you got something that's uh, going to keep us nourished through the weekend, Belton? I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to be stuck in the house at all, Evan. So what I got today is uh, barbecue smoked meatballs. So, yes, we're going to go outside. We're going to get that smoker. We're going to get it cranked up to 250 degrees. Once you got the smoker set in place, you get back inside there, Evan. We're going to get out a large bowl. We're going to get some ground beef, some ground pork, eggs, breadcrumbs. Parmesan cheese, parsley, olive oil, salt, pepper. We're going to get that that ground beef and everything. We're going to get that mixed up well and everything. Once we got it mixed, what we're going to do is roll it into about uh, two inch balls. If you're you know if you're a big guy like myself, maybe go the tennis size route and everything. So <laughs> I like so, it. <laughs> so once we got the meatballs rolled up there and everything, what we want to do is. Uh, place them directly on the smoker, and we're going to cook them until they hit an internal temperature of 165 degrees. Are you still there with me? I'm with you, Belton. I'm still focused on tennis ball size. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) So we got these meatballs on the smoker. They're going, Evan. And next thing, what we want to do is get back inside. We're going to get a saucepan out. What I like to do is get barbecue sauce and bring it to the uh, bring it to a simmer and everything. I do have a favorite one that I like, Sweet Baby Ray's, or you can make your homemade barbecue sauce. And once those meatballs are done, what we want to do is add the meatballs to that sauce to warm up and everything. And uh, once we got that, Evan, so we're going to make a sandwich with the meatballs here. What we're going to do is get the broiler on the oven going and everything. I want you to get out a sub bun. And just imagine this guy, that sub bun, you get uh, about three to four meatballs, maybe two, the tennis size and everything, (laughs) a bit of that sauce. And what I want to do, Evan, is get some shredded mozzarella cheese, sprinkle it on top there. And, again, we got the broiler in the oven going. We're going to pop that in the oven for about two to four minutes until that cheese is nice and melty and the bread starts to get nice and toasty, right? I'm with you. so once we get that all done, we're going to remove it from the oven. And guess what, Evan? What, Belton? It's eating time. Nice. Don't, burn, don't burn your mouth. Don't, don't burn your mouth on this big <laughs> tennis ball-sized meatball that's in the sub. I love it. That's a That sounds great. I love it. I'm I'm 
I am going to try that one. I haven't ventured into every single one of your recipes. This one has me has me peaked. Oh, trust me, you. I, I know my kids uh, and my, my son. He's a pretty good eater, like myself was at that young age. And uh, this is actually one of his favorites. Uh, he actually likes me to sometimes mix the cheese into that ground beef and everything. So it's a like a cheese meatball, and then you, you know again pop it in the oven with the sauce, the cheese. So it's a really good recipe there, Evan. Make it sound so good, Belton barbecued smoked meatballs. And if people want to check out the full recipe, it'll be on the website. It'll be on our Facebook page as well. Belton, as always, thanks so much for stopping by. Hope you have a great weekend. Stay warm, okay? Hey, you have a good one. Safe travels to you, to Edmund there. Thanks very much, Belton Johnson. It's eating time right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Well, good morning and thanks for joining us. I'm Evan Bray. Well, it doesn't feel too bad right now, temperature-wise and even weather-wise. A little bit of snow off and on, flurries off and on today. But it is the calm before the storm. That winter storm watch is in effect for much of central and south Saskatchewan. Over the weekend, a fairly big dump of snow. 8 inches, 10 inches of snow, big wind, up to about 60 kilometers an hour. It is uh, it is going to be a winter storm for sure. So check the highway hotline. It's uh, hitting different areas at different times of the weekend. Sounds like it'll be pretty much through the province by maybe Sunday night, Monday morning. But uh, no doubt there will be some cleanup left to be done there as well. A lot of people are going to be on the road this weekend too. Montana's Briar starts today in Regina. The uh, 71st Annual Saskatoon Wildlife Federation Sports and Leisure Show in Prairie Land Park in Saskatoon. This weekend, a lot of people will be absolutely on the road trying to check that out. When you're inside, it's going to feel like summer. You're looking at boats, you're looking at RVs, you're, that'll be good. But it's getting there that is going to be a little bit of a challenge. You know, we followed this last week. We talked about the GoFundMe for that Davidson family that uh, went through the house fire there. I just checked it this morning. I was curious. So they readjusted. Originally, their goal was $50,000. They readjusted it to 60000 and they're actually at 59350 Like, they are so close. My hope is, by bringing it up, that, you know, we can get them up to their 60000 And, of course, this is the tragic situation where the grandparents were looking after the three young children, and all five of them were killed in the house fire. Grandma and Grandpa and the three children. And now Mom and the family are left to, you know, pay for funerals and deal with, of course, the tragedy, the aftermath of that, not to mention the house being gone, belongings being gone. So no doubt that GoFundMe will go a long way to helping them out. And uh, as always, people in Saskatchewan have stepped up. Well, you know, we do bugs and hugs, and it is literally impossible in one hour to keep up with the text line. Um, there was a text I noticed uh, in there from Dave who said, I'm not exactly happy with Jagmeet Singh and the federal NDP. This whole pharmacare thing that they have now successfully been able to get means that we're going to see Justin Trudeau here for a while yet. So pharmacare, pharmacare, of course, was uh, a big part of that agreement that the NDP made, made with the Liberal Party in terms of here's the things that they want to achieve, and if they achieve these things, then they will continue to support the government in other pieces of legislation that they're trying to to pass. And as a result, we just saw yesterday 
that Pharmacare was introduced. The big step towards that, at least, as Health Minister tabled a bill that paves the way for a universal drug program, secures the NDP support in the House of Commons uh, with this agreement that I mentioned. This is really about providing health care to a segment of Canadians that don't have plans in the workplace, aren't covered under a provincial plan, and simply fall through the cracks. And they've started off with a fairly narrow focus. Basically, contraception is part of what they're offering through this plan, and diabetes medication is what they're offering. But they are hoping that they can expand it as this goes along. In fact, when they were chatting with Jagmeet Singh about it, he said, well, now that we've got it introduced, we have to make sure that the things we fought for are actually implemented. We've got lots of work to do to make sure that Pharmacare goes through We've got the promise. We've got the commitment. Now we've got to see the legislation tabled, and we will be watching very carefully as this rolls out. So, I mean, it's a long way from being done yet. If you just look at what they did with the dental plan, that didn't happen overnight. That has been a long time in the making. And so the dental care program was brought forward. Uh, They're looking, of course, for a few other things as a part of this agreement that they've got with the Liberal government. They're looking for a home buyer's bill of rights, This is all happening while all of the polls that are being done, Abacus Data just came out with a new one showing the Liberals still 17 points behind the Conservatives. And that lead doesn't seem to be closing. It seems to be actually growing. If an election were held today, the Conservatives would have like a 200-seat majority government. So it's fairly substantial. So Pharmacare, yes, maybe the NDP are, are pumping their hand in the air to say that it's successful, but there's some that are saying this isn't a good thing. And speaking of that, a couple of provinces, Quebec and Alberta, are wanting to opt out of it. They said they would rather just take the money that the federal government is going to put to Pharmacare. They would like to just take that money and they'll put it into their own provincial health care plans that they have. Of course, the federal government is not indicating that that's something that they want to do. Also on the text line, too, a lot of people are texting in about the teachers saying they're getting a bit frustrated with where things are going. Sheldon said, I think the teachers played their hand wrong. They thought that the two full-on strike days would cause the province to concede. It didn't work. I think the amount that they had to pay out for strike pay likely depleted their fund, and all they have left is these gadfly types of actions. And I thought to myself, anyone who's putting gadfly in a text, I'm going to use it on the radio. The STF, of course, uh, job action continues today. Strike action. We got into that discussion over bugs and hugs, whatever you want to call it. Today, they are pulling noon hour supervision in, again, another part of the province. School divisions like Good Spirit, Holy Family, Horizon, Saskatchewan Rivers, and Prince Albert Catholic School Divisions are affected by the lunchtime supervision. And then they've got uh, pulling basically all extracurricular activity supervision next week on Tuesday and Wednesday. So that that's going to cover a lot of different things. Noon hour, uh, you know, covers obviously just lunch hour supervision. But when we're talking about voluntary services, we're talking about things like athletics, arts, field trips, uh, graduation prep, which is happening right now as well. So there's going to be a lot of, of things affected by this. I was frustrated, though, when I saw the article that came out about the fact that the STF and the province, for that matter, say that there's no data available on classroom violence. To me, if you are making this, I mean, we knew 
the teachers were having this fight with the province last round of bargaining on classroom complexity because of COVID and a series of other things. They didn't get to where they wanted to. So here we are four years later. It's no shock that it's back up there. You'd think that in those four years, you would be building your case and putting together an idea of the number of times violence happens in the classroom, for example, or the different types of classroom complexity. However, this recent uh, news story that just came out said that there's hardly any data that can be found on incidents of classroom violence. They happen almost daily, but representatives from the STF argue the system in place to report and address it isn't working, and as a result, a lot of times it's not getting reported. To, to me, that's that should be part of the homework you should have done getting ready for a round of bargaining, right? You come in with your binders full of data and statistics that show here's the number of times these following things have been happening, but didn't happen, and uh, they're wanting to put something in place, work with the province to put something in place that will gather that data, but right now it uh, doesn't exist, and the teacher strike continues. All right, coming up, Laura Fominoff, who is our senior reporter. She spent all week this week at the inquest into the death of Miles Sanderson, which was happening in Saskatoon. We know that uh, we heard lots of quite dramatic testimony about the arrest that ultimately happened of Miles Sanderson. Uh, during that arrest, he, we we believe, consumed some drugs. There was reports that you could see his hand moving while they were trying to get him out of the vehicle, his hand moving from his waistband up to his face, uh, at that time, likely putting the cocaine in his mouth, it was determined that it was cocaine that was of a lethal amount in his system that killed him when they go, went back and went through toxicology and the autopsy reports. But there was also some fairly other dramatic testimony around, you know, what the psychologists feel his motives, his methods were, and the fact that it came out that they don't feel like his job was done. They thought that that killing spree maybe had other victims in mind, and the fact that he was caught when he did potentially could have saved some lives. So Lara Fominoff is going to join us next. We're going to talk a little bit about the last bit of testimony. And then, of course, late yesterday, in fact, it was, I think, just after supper, the jury came back with their finding of what was the cause of death, and they've got some recommendations. We'll dig into those with Lara next, right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.